Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 37 of Utopia to Me. With me, your friend and your host, Chris Locke. How's it going? What are you doing? What's up? How's it going, Bill and Ted? You know what I mean? Anyone from my generation, you still remember Bill and Ted? Jeez, I'm getting old, you know? I don't think kids know that movie, and that was that was my jam back in the day. I mean, whatever. I still might throw it on every now and then when I'm super drunk and uh, lying sideways on a couch. It's a funny movie, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. God, why am I so stressed now? You guys just gotta, you gotta watch it, man. Anyways... This episode is really good. This is Becky Johnson, okay? She's my guest, and she's uh, originally from Vancouver, but has been living in Toronto forever, probably at least 15 years now, I think, uh, early 2000s. And she came out here, uh, and she started Catch-23 Improv. She's in a ton of... Uh, she's just she's still running Catch-23 Improv after all these years. Uh, she's hilarious improviser, actor. She's on Space Riders, the web series created by... Mark Little and Dan Byrne, which you guys have to watch. Um, it's so it's amazing, and uh, yeah, that's it. She's been in Iron Cobra, The Sufferettes now with Kayla Lorette, uh, who's also an improv star here in Canada. And and I just love hanging with Becky. Also, she loves Indian food. So I don't know if you see the the photo that comes that accompanies this podcast, but we actually went to Benjara in Toronto to eat Indian food after the podcast with a bunch of friends so she's cool she's the best and this is an exciting episode and i'm just gonna freak out and let you guys listen to it while i uh, get hammered off of this expensive whiskey i bought for my buddy and then i'm gonna pass out uh to bill and ted's excellent adventure wolfman take it easy can you hear my cat wolfman eating the cat food so loud Jeez. all right this is becky johnson it was a blast you guys are gonna love it enjoy I was saying it's like the most beautiful day out and we've decided to just sit with the blinds closed <laughs> in an apartment. I'm well, into it. it. Technically, well, the curtain is open, but that what's that white see-through thing? The other curtain? <laughs> the other curtain's still <laughs> closed. But it's see-through. You can see outside. Yeah, what's the see-through curtain called? But I went, the sheer? The sheer? Yeah, the sheer is closed. The sheer is closed. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, I wish that sheer wasn't blocking the window. <laughs> But like it is a beautiful day, and before you came over, I did a a two hour walk around the city just to get some sun two on hours. my forehead. Oh yeah, yeah, I do it a lot. Did you wear sunscreen? Not this time, you but don't sometimes look like I do. You got burned. Not yet. It'll happen later. Did you day? get some good sun before you came over? I'm not great in the sun. Why not? <laughs> my skin burns. <laughs> My skin burns real bad. <laughs> oh crap. I'm basically a vampire. Um, I'm allergic to garlic and I'm bad with the sun. Do you like being a vampire? <laughs> <laughs> this is a great interview. I want to say first, before um, people think they really are listening to me talk to a, a, vampire. a vampire, that's Becky Johnson. I might be a vampire. Um. Yeah, you never know, eh? <laughs> <laughs> you never know these days. I have not been tested. You know, you're like, I really like True Blood. Um. Oh, I've never seen it. But but because vampires are so popular, there are kids that try to be vampires now for real. Like they'll drink blood. Oh, so if I said like, yeah, I'm a vampire, like people might just judge me and think I'm just hopping on the bandwagon. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, give me a break. How well, long I'm, have you been a vampire? Come on, you weird middle-aged librarian. <laughs> you're yeah. a vampire. You're not cool enough. You're freaking out. Okay, so your thing is... No, that's them saying you're freaking out. You're mm-hmm. not me. You're So the other thing is, is you when you get self-deprecating and you call yourself a middle-aged librarian, that's so funny. 
Yeah, because I call myself like a dad that uh, is a garbage man usually. <laughs> so <laughs> well, we're we kind of like we're in the same neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> we we live in the same <laughs> fantasy self-deprecating neighborhood. Yeah, but I, I am. Am I self-deprecating or am I being real? You are not. You don't look like a garbage man. Well, you don't look like a librarian necessarily. I mean, you're wearing glasses. Like, geez. I look like. Are you allowed? Other people wear glasses. I look like a librarian to every casting director, and your stupid wife got the only librarian part ever on Canadian television. <laughs> they, they were looking for a stupid woman specifically, so I'm sorry you didn't get it. <laughs> Wait, her character isn't stupid, is she? No, I'm. I was playing on your thing. I don't know. No, her her character is awesome. Kathleen dude. plays stupid well, though. She's, she's a genius. She's playing a. Not necessarily stupid, but a, a weirdo. Oh, yeah. And it's really good. And I play her husband. Do you ever see the movie that I was in with Kathleen? Um, what's it kiss? called? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jealous now. I have it on VHS. Get away from here. <laughs> we, don't really, we don't really make out. Um, you have it on VHS, eh? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. So it was made in 86? It was made in 2002, I want to say. Oh, really? That's quaint that they put it on vhs cassette well vhs was like just the copies we got you would still get vhs copies around then actually brian and i did cream of comedy 2003 and we got our episodes on uh vhs i did 2004 and i think i have a vhs still vhs yeah yeah there you go so like cool listeners at home no but now that we've established that let's get i just want them to know a bit more about becky johnson besides she's kissed my wife on vhs (laughs) And you're in the cream of comedy with Graham Wagner as Iron Cobra, Mm -hmm. like one of the best improv troops ever made. I'm going to agree. Yeah. (laughs) No, seriously. Forever, you guys were the best and you toured all over the place. I miss that guy. A million times. Yeah, I saw him recently in Los Angeles. He doesn't talk to me. He's still the same. He's busy. That's why. I know. He's like, (laughs) he actually is always working for celebs. So his like schedule is insane. Because he's uh, he's moved to L.A. For the people who don't know, he's moved to L.A. and he's now a personal assistant to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he carries huge coffees around all day. <laughs> and, uh, then, and then like gives them to a celebrity and they're like, ew, too cold. Get a new one. Yeah. That's what he does. So, I mean, it was his dream. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yes, sir. That's not true. He's a super successful writer. <laughs> yeah. Very funny writer. But you guys were like amazing improv uh troop and you helped start catch 23 which mm-hmm. is like an improv institution in this city yeah and i think you're also just you as a person are an institution in canada as a leader of improv it's true because nobody wants to do that <laughs> <laughs> so there you go yeah. yeah by default it happened uh yeah it is actually it is no, a but very, you, uh, it's a very the- small community compared to like other um comedic disciplines well yeah stand-up is huge because there's a network to make money doing it improv not so much. improv is really for the love yeah i mean they're good skills to develop into other things but i don't i think Canada, colin though, mockery you... is the only person who makes a career doing it live and not just teaching i think your cat has a burr in her tail oh no yeah she goes out and explores oh. a lot okay. wow she's really loving you i'm sorry yeah. for those of you listening don't we're apologize. distracted by bernadette I love uh, loving becky it's because I'm a librarian. I mean, maybe I'm a cat, like middle-aged cat lady. Because that's do you agree real. that if you one of the ways you make it in uh, Toronto as an improviser is you just do some commercials? Yeah, there's no making it. There's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think wait, I think there's okay. There's options. You can I, teach I go t- people who will never be good. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Why did I say that? But it's true. Like, I just applied for a job teaching so in many, City. Don't Toronto right now. Like uh, Graham K actually was talking about Humber when he was on like uh, a few months ago. 
It's true though. We are we are in a weird city that has a million classes for comedy, which in yeah. my opinion, uh, you know, you only really learn by doing, you know. Now your cat's biting my clothes. Hey, what the hell? <laughs> She's like, "Why did you stop petting me? I'm going to bite you." Oh, I'm sorry. She's yeah, maybe she misses Kathleen. Sometimes she bites Kathleen. We, Kathleen and I do have the same boots. So but she but us. she doesn't bite me. What the hell is that all about? <laughs> bite me, you jerk. <laughs> I'm fucking covered in cat hair. Now. We're never going to talk about your life. Um Hi, sweetie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So the teaching thing. Well, okay. That was maybe harsh saying it's just teaching people who are never going to be good. Because it's a funny joke, though. It was a joke. <laughs> I make a lot of jokes. <laughs> it's, my, it's kind of my thing. That's just I do. You know what? I tell jokes. <laughs> you know what, guys? This is just how I think. It's not how my brain works. Yeah. Um, no, but maybe that's everything. Like, you know, not everyone who goes to dentist school gets good at it i <laughs> know it's true there's a lot of bad dentists out there wrecking people's faces there are a lot of dentists practicing out there that are not funny <laughs> <laughs> is there a dentist version of like an open mic where you can just go and they can try out fixing your teeth uh yeah and then there's like you know there's all kinds of hubbub about like um <laughs> the <you know>. law <laughs> yeah oh uh what was the show you put together i the one I, you just saw? I hate that I can't remember the name just off the hand right now. The but one on Thursday? Yeah. Uh, well, the the <clears throat> series of shows is called Wayward, and that one was called Cult Wayward. That was so amazing. Aren't those girls amazing? Uh, yeah, they're all amazing, but you were directing them. I know. You know what I mean? And I was actually watching you half the time, too, cause, but like, because I was watching you figure out who would work well don't they say like to push n- the story in the next scene. And like it was 90% really cool. of directing is casting? Maybe 50. Maybe not 90. <laughs> I forget the percentage, but I'm huge you, with percentages. <laughs> I, I I'm 75% into percentages. percentages. Yeah. Uh, well, for people who don't know, this was a show. It's, it's true. The cast was incredible. Yeah. And they blew me away. And I keep... Anytime I bump into one since that night, I'm like, you inspired me. You're brilliant. <laughs> like, I was really blown away. Should I explain what the show is? Yes, please. Um, so it's it's a series of shows I've done, improv shows that are all fe- an all-female cast. And each time it's set in an environment that would be... Um, all women. So the first time was a Catholic girls' school, and then the second time was a summer camp, and then this time was a cult. And this one, they've had a really good progression. But I was, I was really into this because I was like, ah, this one's so open; they can make up anything now. Yeah. Because with the camp and the school, it's like we're serving constructs that we understand. Right. And uh, the cast was just so incredible and so like lovely with each other. Like, no one's trying to trample another person to be funnier. Right, and they're all super. They're extra all serving the scene, the story, and each other. All yeah. so generous with each other, but yeah, like Kayla Lorette was pretty ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, she's brilliant. I haven't had her on this yet. I want to, oh, but should. let's list the other ladies too, because okay. there were some that I had people. never seen improvise, and they blew me away. Well, Megan Swaby, it was her first ever improv <coughs> show. So what right. you saw was her fifth hour of improv. Yeah, and she, <laughs> she was, was amazing. Really with it. I know. Yeah, yeah. So Kayla Lorette, Megan, she's an actor, right? Yeah, but she probably did some improvising when you when you learn how to be an actor, right? She said she'd taken like a couple classes, or yeah. she'd already come up in school or something. But it's not but, the same as. But if you've got good stage presence, like you can get away with a lot, it, as, especially if you have people on stage with you who understand the storytelling stuff, because that's the hard part of improv. That's what's different about improv than stand up. What about Monica? Is she an improviser? Because I only know her as a writer. I mean, like, Monica Heisey. Monica Heisey. Yeah. Um, yeah, Monica is. That's how I first knew her. Oh, because I didn't know. She's so. she certainly focuses she more amazing. on writing, and she's she's a book coming out uh, called "I Can't Believe It's Not Better." It's coming out on. I'm plugging something now on May 
13th at the Garrison, and Kayla and I are performing at the book launch. And Ev- there you go. Ebony Rosen was also in the show. Carolyn oh, yeah. Taylor. insane. Lisa Merchant wasn't there the night you were. Lisa Merchant, Christy Bruce, and Ashley Camo were all cast members who weren't there on the last night. Oh, wow. That's huge. We had 11 people, but it's just because... Lisa they're... Merchant taught me improv. Oh, yeah. Way She's back in the day. She's incredible. 2001? She's... Yeah. Yeah. 2000? When I first moved here, she was one of the... She was like among that crew of some of the first people I saw who I was like, you're great. I just want to watch you. Watching you teaches me about improv. She's amazing. And she's the first person that, because it was so long ago and I was so young and dumb, she she knocked some of the nonsense out of me right away. Like I would... Yeah, she's tough. I would start a scene just... (laughs) And I would ignore like what the person would say and I just (laughs) want to say my weird reference. And she'd be like, that's not... Yeah, I was like twenty <laughs> two like twenty two or something. You do need your early teachers to just be like, Don't just stop doing that forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll be fine if you yeah. just never do that again. Who walks like that? Like that's <laughs> what they like. Do you ever walk like that? No. Exactly. Somebody you know, like, stopped you doing a silly walk? <laughs> sort of. I would not stop you doing a silly oh, walk. Wait, I should I name the rest of the people in the cast? Because now I feel rude. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know who I missed. I digress a lot on this, if you haven't noticed. Alessandra Vite. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Cornell. Awesome. Jess Bryson. Awesome. Uh, Laura Barrett was our live musician. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's someone She's I forgot because I didn't count enough. Um, the Oh, Jess Bryson's the baseball girl? Yeah, yeah Tough yeah, Rod. Yeah. She's awesome. She's the only character who's been in everyone. <laughs> Her character just keeps ending up wherever. <laughs> we think the next one might be in space. Um, can I say a weird thing? And I think I said this to you <laughs> that night. <clears throat> oh, yeah. And space would be amazing. But... I don't know how this sounds, but it's true, like, you know, because it was an all-female cast, one thing that I fully enjoyed about it is, you know, I am in a lot of shows where it is mostly male-dominated a lot, obviously. Yeah, it is most shows, yeah. Right. Well, and also, yeah. And then also stand-up just attracts, like, every mm-hmm. dude wants to be, like, the biggest clown, you know? Mm-hmm. So, in that scenario, I know all of the mostly, especially white hetero men neuroses to a Uh t especially since i exploit it for my own stand-up and all that crap too so then like because you're a a garbage man oh my god i'm a garbage man is she biting she bit my toe Uh, she's yeah sorry she usually doesn't bite i got it that's why she was biting now she's gonna be your friend for life she's a lion this is very interesting as a podcast just listening to me pull burrs out of your cat's tail (laughs) Ah, they're used to it. Uh, also, guys, I love Indian roti, okay? We've covered all the cliches. We've already brought up Kathleen, so yeah. that's great. And she's so talented. Uh, yeah. She's your wonderful wife and you love her. I'm literally just a satellite that orbits around Kathleen. But, I've known uh, her longer than you. Oh, really? Yeah, because we were in that makeup movie. Oh, right. The uh, 80s. VHS days. <laughs> in, the, in the 80s. But, okay, so watching, like, because improv, like, you just say yes to your instincts, first Mm -hmm. before really like editing that's what i love about it so in your show this one like people were worried about getting a baby in their throat (laughs) from sperm going in their mouth (laughs) and a few women had mom issues and i was like so there's like all this good brilliant comedy from a perspective that i don't see that often like the neuroses of a of a woman in our generation yeah well and that's for me part of it you know sometimes you see it in female stand-up but it's also you know sometimes female stand-up still panders to a male dominated audience sometimes does yeah. that make sense yeah and yeah and that was sort of that was my goal with the show was like like in a way i don't want it to be about being all women but another way i do 
It's not like we're an all women show. We but, do all women stuff. The, the point is, you just put only women on stage, and this is what will emerge. Yeah, it's not like oh, this is all about woman power. It's more about like fresh perspective. Yeah, and, and if, fresh comedy. And my point was like, this is just a show where it's only women, and it's improv. So you put them together, and this is the kind of material that will come up. Like I wanted those sort of purely female dynamics to be what we dealt with, and yeah. it's like. You know, you throw a man into the mix and the easiest thing to do is always be like, I love him. I hate him. He's my boss, you know? Yeah, So yeah. you just take that that sort of social construct away and then yeah. see what happens. I really loved it. Yeah, so it, it is amazing. totally about being all women, but also not like a, we do a show that's all women. It's like, well, here's a scene that we do every week where... I don't know, we menstruate on a canvas and you tell us what you think it looks like and we'll do a scene based on that. Maybe I, I should do that. Um, Sit on a canvas for a while while Kayla does a monologue and, you know, how would I say that? What are you guys called? The Sufferettes. The Sufferettes, yeah, not, yeah. You've been paying a lot of attention, Chris. I, no, it's more like a, I have like a bad uh, short-term memory. I'm making you feel bad. I don't care. No, I the, the sufferettes. But yeah, I've seen you guys. You guys are amazing. And you've Done. toured Europe and everything. Mm-hmm. So don't you think that was a good coverage so far of like how awesome you are? Yeah, we've talked about how cool I am. And, and I've really been working hard on just being like, yeah, I am. I'm oh, weird. really? Cause, yeah, because I don't um, always feel like, um, <laughs> like I believe in myself. Oh, my God. Well, you're... Um, it's hard to You're not just yourself. a staple of the bar of the comedy bar. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Gross. But you're a staple of literally Canadian comedy, especially improv. If Comedy Bar was Cheers, would I be Diane? Yes. I wouldn't be Christy Allen. Which one do you want to be? <laughs> You'd be know. Norm. No, Norm would be Norm. <laughs> Norm Sousa? Yeah. Okay. He, another guy that should do this podcast sometime. Oh, yeah. This is getting very insular. Yeah, let's talk about we have, Utopia. I have like uh, 10 listeners in the uk i've been there so do you guys know norm <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know you've been there you've been all around i didn't see norm there okay actually before we get into utopia why don't we talk about like because you and kayla have toured okay <laughs> what's wrong with you i'm sorry He's talking to the cat not me <laughs> yeah i'm talking to bernadette again. she Becky, keeps jumping on the couch she Becky, does okay what's the problem okay i will say this to the people listening kathleen uh, who you might know well, is my wife. <laughs> She's working in Winnipeg for the next two months on her show Sunnyside. And I think Bernadette misses a kind female lady. Yeah, and so she's going crazy now because Becky's over. Because um, usually when I'm around, they're like, I, I with my cats, they love me and I love them. But I do feel like that old version of the dad where the, like the kids are like, they love their dad, but they're scared of him. So they just <laughs> look at him and go, hey, man. You know what I mean? I think you're overthinking it. Yes, I probably Although my am. cat hates my I think husband. they they are also, she's also just very friendly to new people. My cat like pissed on my husband. <laughs> on his face? <laughs> no, well, she more like, I was encouraging him. I read all these blogs about how to make a cat like you. Because my cat hates Itor, my husband. Yeah. And... And I was like, you have to go pet her and say, good girl, good girl, good girl. And then, so you went to do this in my office. She was like hiding in my office. And she just flopped over on her side and pissed all over herself. And he was like, I'm not doing that again. (laughs) I was like, no, you don't have to. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's like. My cat's messed up. That's a psychosis for her. She had a bad childhood, I think. Feline freak out. (laughs) I'm just trying to make a cool buzz for it. Feel out freak out, man. 
She was like crap in his office and she never craps anywhere. It's weird. It's like a statement. Some yeah. kind of cat statement. Yeah. Leave. <laughs> Leave us alone, please. Yeah, but he, she'd do it while I was away. So if he left, she'd just starve and die. She doesn't know. She, she doesn't have that doesn't foresight. Really God, their brains are the size of my dick. <laughs> <laughs> What That'd be I weird if, that? like, scientists discovered that cat brains were the shape of a dick, too. <laughs> Wait, brains kind of are the shape of a dick. Well, no, they're more like the balls in your spinal cord would be the dick. <laughs> Everywhere I look on a, on a cat's body, I see a dick. Am I weird? <laughs> yeah, on the cat's anatomy. Their legs are, like, just walking dicks. <laughs> Have you seen a cat's heart? <laughs> it's like a flaccid dick. Um, you see a cat's heart? It's like a dick all rolled up into this weird shape. <laughs> it's like a dick in the shape of a heart that I want to suck. <laughs> oh, this is great. There we go. There we go. We've cracked it. Can you just please say... <laughs> <laughs> we just won comedy. Uh, everyone can hire us now to write for all your shows. Thank you. One just offhand thing you said to me. This is how funny you are, Okay. Okay. You just said one weird offhand thing to me, like, probably 10 years ago. Like, when I was working at Fresh, I think I bumped into you down on Queen Street. You'll never remember, because it was, like, just nothing. I like that you remember this and not the name of my improv. (laughs) (laughs) What what is this? Well, I almost said suffragettes in my head, and I didn't want to say that. That's a fair mistake. Yes. Okay. And then, anyways, 10 years ago, I'm calling it exactly 10 years ago, May... 2005 (laughs) i don't know but we were like i think i was working at fresh we're down on queen street and then all you said offhand was like we saw a weirdo on the street or something like this place is weird and you're like something about like um i was like this is toronto that's what this is toronto and you're like yeah toronto outer space and that (laughs) made me laugh so much yes exactly of course you forgot it because what what the hell is just a tossed off thing but (laughs) so stupid but that was like that's why i liked your comedy is like (laughs) such a good little spin that is just tossed off like cares yeah. I don't know. I because don't know how to you know what? It. But I've always thought of that. I've always remembered that joke. <laughs> that, made, that made me laugh. Although I'm mm-hmm. one of those terrible comedians who like, I, I think I do comedy t- to entertain myself. Is that? And that's wrong, right? That's the yeah. wrong way to do it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, me too. Okay. I mean. Maybe we. Maybe everyone does. I think people used to get sort of like, ha- like we would split the crowd as me and when Brian and I were the Gerg. Because we were basically doing improv, too, but yeah, together yeah. in a buddy form because we knew each other so well. But we were just trying to crack each other up the whole time. Yeah. So, like, you know, the people that really like that would die laughing. But, but then also, some people would be like, this is not professional. I think, <laughs> but <laughs> you know? I think, like, if you, you can be the kind of comic who basically wants to be entertained yourself. And that's, I think that's fun to watch because the other kind of comic is like, I need your approval so bad to the audience. Yeah. Although I need that too. Well, we all do, but I hate the... But it's all about just like... Self-indulgence. This like weird, empty, hollow people being like, do you like me? Here's a joke. (laughs) They talk like hollow people too. (laughs) Have you tried to take the streetcar in this town? (laughs) (laughs) It's so hard. They're short-turned all the time. Do you like me? (laughs) Can I do that on Last Sabbath? Yes, of Can course. Can you call me um, I don't book Vanessa Last Sabbath, Hollow Jesus. Woman? <laughs> hollow Man. I will just see you're booked as Hollow Man. <laughs> this is Hollow Man. I'll just paint myself gray. And be like, 
Ooh, it's hard to eat a whole pizza alone, right, ladies? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard, but it's rewarding. In a way. <laughs> I, you don't book any of the shows there? No, I'm not. I haven't been a part of it for about two or three years. <laughs> well, now we're even. I started You don't know it. the names of any of my shows. You don't know the name of my fucking... What's my last name? Locke. Well, whatever. I know the other one, too. What? Your other last name. What is it? I forget. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know I have one. Knight? <laughs> That's great. That might have been Levi's real last name. His... Am I telling secrets? That <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell? Yeah, he has a other name. <laughs> but is it that secret? <laughs> oh, no. No one knows who we're talking. Well, some people will know. Anyways. Let's get to something that someone else might understand. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But the thing is, is I kind of <laughs> wanted to talk about you guys touring in Europe. Okay. But, I yeah, we have to we get going. For like seven hours. 22 already. minutes. This hour. It has 22 minutes. And anyways. Yeah. So we've been talking for 22 minutes, not about your utopia. I wanted to talk about Europe, but yeah, that'll just like digress for another 10 minutes at least. How long do we do but this please, for? Like two or three hours? Yeah, this is about five hours. Great. Yeah. So I got a lot of thoughts about Utopia. So. Yeah, we can pause it to pee and order some shower. <laughs> can we order roti? Uh, no, I don't know a place that delivers, but we can go. If you really want a roti, I will go. I... It's like the Field of Dreams. <laughs> <laughs> if you want a roti, It's a bit wordier. <laughs> <laughs> remember that part of field of dreams when kevin costner goes i'm hungry and that's a ghost is like is it does he talk to ghosts anyway yeah the ghost from the, the ghost is like if, if you want a roti I, i'll go <laughs> and kevin but, costner's like i haven't been eating i've just been working on this field i haven't been taking care of myself i need a roti yeah the midwest fields of uh america are very popular with it for indian rotis um yeah, so I'll just finish that by saying you guys toured Europe a bunch of times and it was great, and I'm sure... There's not much to say. I just talk about how Germans are weird. Okay. Everyone's weird. It, like Germany, not Germany, Europe just made me like like this sort of soft racist where I'm like, oh, the Swiss. But you guys so are very meticulous. You guys are very character-driven and verbose. How does that translate over there? It's really good for me because I get a lot more physical. Like, yeah. And the physical stuff works anywhere. Um, and also we go to places where the English is pretty good. Right. Um, it's all expats mostly, right? No, no. Oh. But what I've learned about touring Europe also is like the smaller the language group, the better their English is because they have to speak English or they wouldn't oh. have any friends or like they wouldn't be able to meet people. People so jerk, like, joke about Germans all the time though that they don't get irony or like sarcasm. Um, ger- some people do. Germany is like, I found the comedy there either like very... Um, like intellectual it had to be because they were just standing there and talking and people were laughing so i didn't know what was happening because it was in <laughs> german but i'm like so they're funny because people are laughing yeah um but i could never understand or it's so goofy oh but um we just came back from oslo and that was like everyone's english is great yeah and they have the darkest sense of humor i've ever seen of anybody that's good <laughs> because they they burn churches over there yeah all everyone in everyone? elementary school has to go burn a <laughs> church yeah no it's like a rite of passage. <laughs> yeah. It's like <laughs> swimming lessons. <laughs> yeah, because you got to burn it the right way. You got to see where the wind is blowing, you know. I got my level red in church burning. <laughs> okay. That's not true, so I know that you are super psyched because you... How many episodes of this have you listened to? Mm, maybe three or four. Oh. So you're not as hardcore as you say. Well, there weren't that many then. 
Kayla and I listened there to a bunch. There are a lot now. Kayla and I listened to a bunch when we I'm were in, my in thir- New York. I'm in my 30s as a man, and oh, yeah. these episodes are in their 30s now. Whoa. Isn't that cool? Yeah, no, I have We're almost at the episode of my age. Anyways. 37? Almost. So you have 42. like... 42. <laughs> I'm 48. <laughs> Was your voice going to be like that at 48? <laughs> yes, because I will be hollow and sad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We can do a. a How's everybody doing tonight? Have you had enough drinks? (laughs) (laughs) It makes the comedians funnier. Oh, jeez, that hurts my soul. Um, I like it. Okay, but you have a utopian idea. Do you want to? I'm not even ask you. You just. You want to just start telling me? Um. Wait. No. Ask me questions. What are the? Okay. Um. But you said you already had ideas. Yeah, but I don't know where to start. Um, yes. Yeah, so what I kind listen- of world does it look like? Does it look like Canada? Is it like? Oh, okay. Is it like the planet Earth? Okay, so in its like environment I, style. Yeah, it is like the planet Earth. Um, I think. So I think my ideal world would be like. I don't know about Mexico, but like definitely <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> the United States and Canada, <laughs> yeah. like that much space. Yeah, for um, the whole planet. I I'd be you with know, all I'd, the oceans. There'd be oceans too. Yeah. It's not just a floating landmass in the <laughs> sky, but um, but maybe there are maybe there are other places. But we've just gone back. If it was our planet, we've gone back to a time before people were in contact, so they could be there. But I don't know. Your utopia started with like, um. <laughs> I'm not sure about Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I see what you're saying, though. So it's part still like it, part of it is that these are like that I've traveled North America a lot and I really love the landscape, but I haven't really been to Mexico. So I don't yeah. know. No, I know. I know. I've been to Mexico, but like just like and I like I love the pr- the prairies and the plains mm-hmm. and um, and. Oh, yeah. You're from out west. Yeah. I'm not from Plainsville. No, <laughs> you're from, from BC. Yeah. yeah. Vancouver. Um, but you've traveled across those. Mm-hmm. And I've traveled. I've uh, never driven across the prairies. Oh, I've done a ton. I mean, like I, I guess I spent almost a decade touring with theater and then uh, my husband, and I did arts and crafts stuff and I, yeah. I just loved it. So like these, the huge spaces and all the different uh, environments. And I think also is as industrialized as North America is, it's still a lot more you can get a sense of what it was like before yeah like europeans came and ruined it better than europe <laughs> europeans right. have been ruining it for a long time right you know like 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 in europe the farms are all so they've been farms for so long you don't get the sense of like what the wild space would be yeah and definitely the buffalo would be back i'm really upset about that yeah the buffalo being gone interesting you know in ron james's utopia he was going to be a guardian of buffalo <laughs> I'm serious. I should hang out with him. You oh. and RJ. Well, because you know, like my friend Steve Sim, who's a, he's an improviser from Winnipeg. I mm-hmm. remember him telling me once about how, like, um, like the grasses of the prairies naturally in places grow to six feet or more. Yeah. And the, the buffalo would be like walking through on these game trails, and you just see their humps over the top of it. And I was like, it was such a like a beautiful idea, and I was like, "That's something I'll never see." Yeah. And anyway, and I like to travel, so I want all this. Like, I really like the Southwest too. Um, I feel like the East oh, is yeah. harder because it's more developed. But I like these places where you can see what the land is like. Right. I like the West Coast a lot too. 
Um, and I lived in Northern California for a while and I really liked it there. And I want to have those options. I want to be able to like travel, have options and meet new people who live in those places. Yeah. I, I really just want it to be like, that sounds nice. The ancient, like 1600, the idea of what the ancient world looked like really resonates with me. And it was so much more recent because even like when I watch like that, sometimes like an AMC show or like a HBO show when they're a period piece. So like there's one on TV now called Turn where it's like the American uh war against where they break across a break away from Britain. And so they've got all these like, you know, forests and Ugh. stuff that they and I'm like well, even when I watch the show I'm like okay, even though I know this isn't the 1700s, yeah. how do you guys still have that much forest in America? <laughs> like they shot I, it in Canada. I don't think so. I think they shot it in like Virginia or something. Well, the... Um, but you know what I mean? Like I still... Just because of we're urban here and like most of our news is and what we learn about is, we don't think that there's even like forests or fields left anywhere. But yeah, but Virginia is still very are. wooded and hilly. And, yeah, and also there. the the, the national parks. I don't know that... I don't remember the story of the national parks, but they're a big deal in the States. Yeah. They're giant. And I think Yellowstone's a really big one because... Um, it's like super shit to live there. Yeah. And there's no, like any place that is e- like huge and easily protected is like, oh, the trees grow sideways and it's cold. Well, people are worried about yeah, old faithful, go, uh-huh. aren't they? Or whatever. Like, Not old faithful, but how the, the entire, yes, old faithful is correct. But like yeah. they're, it's just like the entire thing is a super volcano. Yeah. And um, there's like some theories that, you know, the Cormac McCarthy's, that his name Cormac McCarthy's yeah. the road yeah there's a lot of people like speculate that it's like about the explosion of a super volcano like that was a disaster oh yeah because it would be that devastating if it happened yeah I've heard mixed reports right who I, are these people I really love oh there's the yeah. road right there I haven't read it yet but I got it ready to go it is McCarthy I, I got it right but I don't want to read it in a way because everyone's like and I saw the movie but everyone's like, it's the writing's so really good, freaking though. sad. Yeah, I know. I read The I've Road. I've never read a Cormac McCarthy book, and I, I should. I read The Road when I was on tour in 2011. Did like you when, cry? When I was on the road as my while my mother was dying. Jesus. And was like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, There's something in me that's going to just make it all worse. And I was just like, I was like sobbing the whole way through. And it's because it's about like a dad and a son. Yeah. And like this sort of parent child relationship and right. I was like <laughs> Do you feel like there's a there's a uh a part of us that you know when we are feeling such pain and suffering that we almost that's the only weirdly kind of entertainment we can enjoy at that time too? Or it makes that kind of entertainment better cuz you're uh, like it's I don't have a problem with crying and being sad either yeah but so tons of crying in this utopian world (laughs) tons of crying (laughs) well you know what i did think about was death yeah like and i'm sure with 30 episodes that's come up a lot as a idea of like does death exist in a utopia um a few people not it hasn't come up that much but i think but it is interesting so i thought about i thought about death a lot in this world and i i kind of i definitely want a wild world like i want I don't want to like mechanized, industrialized world. Yeah, but do you like the city? Do you want one city? I don't want cities. No, not at all. Okay. I want, but I do want like. Do you want like a pioneer village? I do want villages. Yes. Yeah. I don't want. Do I don't you want, want them a... to be raised by uh, barbarians. <laughs> well, 
I that think, will bring death. I think I don't want a pioneer village because I really don't really want pioneers. I, I want to be the one of the barbarians. I want us to all be oh, barbarians. Finally, someone says my thing. Well, but I also think not barbarians, <laughs> just normal people. No, wait, come back. <laughs> like, like, we're not barbarians. We're normal people. We just live like I know what you mean. with the land. So there could be villages. Or I also really love the like, um, you know, like the Plains Indians would live in smaller groups but then mm-hmm. there'd be like big gatherings usually by yeah. i think deltas and stuff mm-hmm. so there'd be like these big gatherings and i like that like i like the sort of ephemeral temporary village like teepees and things like that i think i've never lived in one i'm sure i'd be terrible at it but yeah but that idea of like we can be in smaller groups especially i think you want to be in smaller groups in like winter and drought because <laughs> it's this weird survivalist <laughs> dream i have but it makes the point of living like it gives you a point to being alive every freaking minute, which we don't have in this society now. Yeah, that's why I think most people do instantly go back to this sort of primitive idea of a wild world because we live in this pointless, aimless kind of like mechanized, like you said, yeah, like corporate bullshit. Machi- we stare at machines. We ha- we feel like we need to buy end. things all the time. I know. I wake up and I look at my computer and kiss it and <laughs> give it an egg. Like it's. <laughs> It's, it's really well, weird. I'm going to take a look at your computer after this. Maybe clean <laughs> clean that up before it's not Catherine working. Can home. you help me? Do you know it's, computers? It's full of eggs. <laughs> yeah. I keep giving it a lot of high-protein diet. I've tried it's... raw, hard-boiled. It doesn't... It's they're, None of them are working. Do you know the ancient history of North America that well? Because you mentioned some, like, the, the native gathering at the deltas and stuff. Like, I don't even know that much. Like, I wish... Like, you were comparing it to, like, Europe and even beyond Europe, like, India's ancient, Africa's ancient. Like, know, we don't have attention. that. I wish we had that. Or slash, we may we might have had that and we don't know it. You know, so I, I mean, for anyone listening who understands history, I'm very bad at history. Like, I, yeah. I read a lot and watch a lot of documentaries, but I'm very bad at retaining information Me correctly. Me too. Me too. So I have these, like, vague ideas, and of course they're overly romantic, but also I am from the West. Like, I grew up in Vancouver, and then my dad lived on Pender Island. Vancouver yeah. is now, like, 120 years old. Yeah. When my grandmother moved there in 1908, City Hall was a tent. So, yeah. like, uh, the, the sense of newness, and I worked in, up in the Queen Charlotte Islands for a few years, so, like, that sense of what things were like is a yeah. little bit more present there. And I grew up in Vancouver when I was little. Well, people live right on like Nanaimo, the... sort of like that too, right? Like, yeah, Kayla's my uncle lives at a like place where, like, and... yeah, and like deer run around still, yeah. and you oh, can yeah. hear the uh, sea lions and shit. Yeah, and fucking otters will eat your cat. That happened. Really? That happened to me. Well, poor Calvin. You asked for it. <laughs> I know. I asked for this <laughs> brutal world of life and death. Um, what did you have uh, an idea about? Uh, death though sorry I was just there, is, there is death but I want people <coughs> I want people to be able to live longer <laughs> I thought you were going to be like I want people to be like into it though <laughs> well a little bit so what I thought yeah. about was like first of all I think I want death to be violent <laughs> like almost always and I don't know why <laughs> I think it's like like I thought about how sort of, how violent childbirth is you know Wow. so if there's and there's there Something, is blood. I haven't not had a child, but there's blood. There's ripping. There's a basically Wait, a, like a. You have not have it. I have not had a child. Right, I thought you said you haven't not. It's <laughs> not like a, I haven't not had a child, dude. But like you know, like a human <laughs> pupa shoots out of your vagina. Like it's yeah. disturbing. 
and it hurts. It's more disturbing so when it, when it comes out of your vagina. It's like, ow, cowabunga, <laughs> and you're like, oh crap, oh crap, another Bart Simpson baby. <laughs> Oh no, <laughs> pointy-headed freak! <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> it's already giving me grief. Oy vey, is that a Homer's catchphrase? <laughs> yeah, oy vey. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. <laughs> that was just what I needed. Uh, but no, like birth is so violent. So how I know I want to? What's must, your version of death that would I've, be equal? Oh, like you're always eaten by lions or something. <laughs> like it's scary. It's terrifying. It's, I, I've actually had this morbid thought. Which is uh, we? You and I share a lot of the same. Or drug overdoses, violent, crazy drug overdoses, like hallucinogenic drug overdoses. Oh wow! You just impale yourself. (laughs) Be like a main cause of death (laughs) in my utopia. Just like people with like giant grins, (laughs) like (laughs) impaled on fences and stuff. (laughs) Berserkers. Do you know about the berserkers? (laughs) People miss if I made a good face. (laughs) <laughs> do you know about the berserkers did i make a good face no i'm not sure the berserkers i believe again very bad with details so everything <laughs> will be my imagining of what i think history was to, <laughs> yeah. on this podcast but that's fine berserkers like were like a subset of vikings i think or accompanied them and were like kind of used as weapons but they were totally out of control and crazy <laughs> they would be naked or in bare skins and they would oh i it, love it it's thought they would take uh like psilocybin mushrooms and just go crazy now the problem with berserkers i've never heard of this you'd be so into it the problem with berserkers is if you're a viking and you take them on your like raping campaign with you or your usually killing campaign yeah you release them they're so insane and high on drugs they might just kill you so you gotta release them and run away and point them in the direction of your enemies because they're just gonna kill everything so they're almost like treated like feral animals, these humans. Yeah, it would be like releasing like a bear in the middle of a battle. I love it. And they're dressed like bears, so I guess... I wish we could fight with bears. You know what? I would honestly hate this, but I'm still going to... <laughs> if everyone was just... Everyone raised. dies a berserker's death. <laughs> they might take a bunch of other people down. <laughs> um, hey, it adds pizzazz. But well... Here's Death the- is natural, and one thing we don't d- think of, or one thing we don't do in our society, is accept that. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's like, um, one of my uncles just passed away. Okay, oh. in BC actually, and uh, everyone in BC dies. <laughs> I, I'm never going there again. Um, everyone everywhere dies. <laughs> oh shit. Um. Especially th- uh, five days after you listen to this podcast, you will get a phone call, and that it's like the ring. Like we just you'll get a phone call, and you'll be dead. <laughs> no, but he Sorry. died because you know. Well, anyways, he was one of those like live off the grid wild man. Like for thirty years, I don't oh. think he had an address. Like he lived in his van, a different property. Really interesting guy, and you know, but he went. You know, his he meditated all the time, every day. Like, you know, giant beard. Like, he's a classic, uh, I'll, I'll just wander into the woods and find a pepper. He's a hermit. Yeah. He's a mountain hermit. He's a hermit, but when you did talk to him, he had a pretty pretty wild philosophy about the un- cosmic universe. And, you know, all this sort of like, he. it was sort of like birth from Taoism, but then it went off into whatever he yeah. created in his mind. So then when he was really sick and he was dying, like, his family was kind of like, 
trying to be like, well, what should we do to make him better? And we take uh, him to the hospital or we just leave him to be sick in the woods? That's what, and for me, I was kind of like, it's a weird controversial thing to think of, but it's like, but what was, isn't him just sort of dying anywhere? Sort of like part of his whole lifestyle what and was philosophy? He, what did he want? Or did he have like dementia and couldn't make his own decisions? That's no, what he, I don't know. I think maybe at the very end, he was like, uh, okay, take me to hospital. <laughs> this hurts. Because if you said that, then you don't want to be like, no, your thing's more being in the woods. Really. Yeah, I know. But that's the hard part is in our lives is because we can have an idealistic vision of being one with the planet and melting back into the soil again. Yeah. But then when we do get to that point, we have a fight or flight animal instinct still that's like, no, no, no. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, why do we do that? We're just going to die. Isn't that crazy? I don't even know if like well, I guess Buddhist do. monks are ever like I'd like to <laughs> I'd love to watch a bunch of Buddhist monks die yeah, and see I, how they do it. Wait, there I did watch a video <laughs> of a woman starving herself to death for religious reasons. And did she die? Oh yes. In the video? Yeah. Oh my god, is it Faces of Death? No. <laughs> Why did I just laugh at that? <laughs> no, I can't remember what it was. It was maybe there's this really weird television series called Taboo that I really like because it's all about like yeah, but that might have like been taboo. it, like suicide or something. This is a very good Taboo podcast, by the way, because this is heavy stuff. Yeah. Um. Well. Oh, and uh, so I think about death a lot. My father took his own life, which I like. Don't feel like is a secret, and I don't feel bad. I didn't about. know that. Oh, you didn't? No. Um. My father took I just his own life, that... and my mom died of cancer. Yeah. Um. But I so I think about these things a lot, and like so watching this woman, that was awful because I was like, it's some religious thing, and she was like ninety years old, and she was like, I've decided to starve myself to death as my final like, uh, I don't know what the word is, like, gift to God or something. Yeah. I think I can't remember what religion she was though. I think she was Indian. So, yeah well then she do was Sikhs do that do Hindus do that I don't know anyway she was probably some weird sex so she you know weirdly you're... like consciously it wasn't like a protest it was like I'm just cutting off food to die that yeah, way and, and I think it's people again very bad with details but I think it's like people who generally are quite like ascetic anyway and don't really eat a lot and pray all day and so like the final gesture when you get you feel like I'm old now you starve yourself to death you just stop eating and drinking yeah I could never but, do that but then all the people are around you <laughs> And they, like, take care of you. and Yeah, their instinct is to give you some food, man. No, they're, like, really happy for you that you're starving yourself to death. Oh, weird. But you do it when you're old, so it's not like... It's not like anorexia, like, we have it. I can't do it. Like, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> like, even... Chris, don't, don't try to starve yourself to no, death. No, but I'm like, you know what? I'm never eating chips again. I cut out chips. And then as I'm thinking that, I go into the store and put chips on the counter and go, chips, please. Chris, this is exactly how I live. Yeah. I eat chips. Like, uh, my husband's away right now. Your wife's away. So, I mean, first of all, wink. Secondly, oh. Oh. <laughs> two mice. Can they play at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> they probably just die eating chips. <laughs> when the cat's away, I've the mouse eating. will die from chips. <laughs> I've been eating chips and I bought 12 <laughs> boxes of craft dinner. And I think I like... After three days, I have scurvy after eating. Does Itor oh, cook? Watermelon. Yeah, Itor yeah, does most water- of the cooking. Yeah, I actually cook a lot, but uh, I still uh, get naughty when I don't feel like I'm embarrassing myself in front of someone. make good decisions about food. I go to the grocery store and get overwhelmed. I don't know what to do. And I'm just like, 
Ruffles, all dress chips, which I'm completely allergic to. And I eat them, get a stomach ache, break out in hives. Oh, like they're faint. very bad. <laughs> oh, my God. Faint in front of watching Taboo. On Maybe Netflix. I'm allergic to them, too. I've got this cannonball of a belly that's bothering me. <laughs> um, but I created this new drink that I drink every day. <laughs> I'm out of chips. <laughs> it's called the I'm out of chips drink. Oh, I thought the drink was made of chips. No, you no. come overnight. <laughs> no, but it's really good. Uh, because I keep reading about bloating all the time now because I'm in my late 30s now and I'm dying. But <laughs> check it out. Half cucumber, four stalks of celery, uh, <laughs> half a lemon, and a piece of ginger. That sounds super gross. No, it's tasty. Why don't you just eat celery? And why don't you just like eat the, all that stuff? I like the drink. Do you put water in there? No. It's just a thick goop? They make juice, man. <laughs> Wait, you juice them or put them in a blender? I juice them. Oh, now, now I like it. I said juice earlier. Well, I, yeah. I know. Bad with details. I thought you meant smoothie. And I'm like, there'd be so much fibrous. I like how they make juice, man, sounded like they shoot horses. What? Don't what's, they? What's they shoot horses? Isn't it a book? I don't know. Maybe. Oh, now I know something. Anyways, <laughs> I didn't know Berserkers. Oh, wait. I'm, I'm so sad that I didn't know about Berserkers. I'm going to see if I can find you something to watch about Berserkers. But you, okay, you but can't anyways. watch documentaries because they're from the olden times. So did you ever see Red Sonja, the movie that like was like an offshoot of Conan the Barbarian? The, no, I don't, I don't think th- I've even seen Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> How come no one said that before? You gotta tweet that. Conan the I can't even say that. I know, it's great. Well, in Red Sonia, they tie up a guy, you know, that classic thing. I don't know any of this. I've never seen it. I saw it when I was a kid. That's why it's like. They tie up a guy until he turns red. This medieval torture, right? Because it's burned in my brain because I saw it when I was a kid, where each limb is tied to a different horse and then they go, Kia! And then the horses run in their direction. Oh, drawn in quarter. And. Yeah, okay, there. I know my torture techniques. Oh, yeah. yeah. So maybe that's the natural way they die <laughs> in your world, drawn and quartered. Well, okay. Here- Even though you said there's berserkers and there's lions in here and shit. <laughs> but that could be another fun one. But, here- <laughs> <laughs> but it's, an a- it's an accident. You somehow got <laughs> tied to four horses <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> i don't want people to be so devious oh i didn't know they were like can you. i die now and then you're like yes come here check this no, out No, but like accidentally you get tied to all these horses they run they get scared <laughs> and run away oh crap i accidentally tied myself to all these or horses. you just wake up and you're like oh this again i hope i can get out this no i slept drawn and quartered lead myself <laughs> drawn and quartered lead. <laughs> but okay here's I the other slept, thing you know like people sleepwalk yeah, no, and they sleep, eat, and you can sleep, draw, draw and quarter yourself. Sleep, tie yourself to four horses. I love it. Um, the other thing about death is like, so the other <laughs> this, thought this episode is called Death to Me. <laughs> it's called Bye. Becky's Death Utopia. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is that, uh, like, so the thing about birth and how painful it is is like, but we're like, mm-hmm. cool, because we get a baby. Yeah. Death is painful or scary, but it's like not cool because we don't know. So you have yeah. to know. That's what makes it cool. If you're like, yeah, I get ripped to shreds by a lion, but then I get to either be reincarnated or have a cool oh, afterlife. Oh, you have a second step. Yeah, I really want that. And whatever it is, it's absolutely known and it's absolutely true. Because that would change everything. <laughs> I'm still laughing at Conan the ba 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 I'm so sorry. 
How dare you? I'm having deep thought. But I really like that because, you know, so I don't know. What I was not better. expecting that. That's a really good idea. I think a spirit world and the spirit. So like be a very person present. that's about to get ripped to shreds by horses. They're like, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Make I mean, it a butterfly. Or like, or like, oh, this sucks, but it's gonna be worth it. Like, yeah. which is what I imagine. Like ripping birth off to a bandaid. Like. <laughs> or giving birth. <laughs> I mean, giving birth is like ripping off a band Is that what the male equivalent is? <laughs> yes. We okay? don't give birth, so ripping off a band people don't is think, as bad as it gets. People don't think men understand. Oh, we understand. <laughs> I've had a band-aid on my hairy arm before. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait. I have another thing about my utopia. I love it. Nobody eats. There's no food. Oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> I hate it. Mm, well, you don't have to eat if you don't want to. Well, you're just mad at chips. <laughs> I am mad at food, and I'm confused by food, and I wish I didn't have to deal with it in my life. It's true, though. It's I mean, true. It's hard. No, right. No, I can relate. So I wanted other people it's to be... It's a pisser. <laughs> <laughs> Food's a pisser. Yeah, man. What a pisser. Food is. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> but wait, you said that you... Uh... Oh, I want us to be more like plants. How do plants work? That's so how I want us to work. So the sun is... We eat the sun. I think they need water, too. They definitely need water. <laughs> <laughs> how do plants work i think they need water oh they need water <laughs> so we need water like you guys can't see listening but when we said that a few plants just looked at us like we were idiots <laughs> like i pictured like plants going like come on one looks like one looked at us like we were an idiot another one was like oh no i'm in trouble <laughs> they don't know it started hopping out of my house <laughs> But it was so parched, it just, <laughs> just like slumped over. And turned to dust. Totally. Oh. Oh, that's how they reproduced. So we're sort of plant people. So we, I love this, We by have the to way. drink water. I love how thoroughly you've thought it through. <laughs> we have to drink water. We have to stand in the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess we shit sugar. I don't know. How do plants <laughs> work? Do they make sugar? The chlorophyll? No. Chlorophyll helps with the sun. Like a sugar cane plant. <laughs> <laughs> beets. Sugar beets. I think they make sugar. All of them? <laughs> All plants make sugar. <laughs> I'm just going to eat some, everyone, so many gardens. Everyone <laughs> eat a plant. Well, they also need nitrogen. They need like dead decomposing stuff. But they stand in mm-hmm. shit. This is good. That. Do you have a garden? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, they definitely need water. Are you still living in that apartment up high on parkdale or do no you... a different one i've so been in another one a... for eight years but i have i had a container garden in the other one too i love it i love gardening oh so there you do yeah we don't have it set up for the year yet because this has been a really dumb year but like yeah i can give everyone tips about container gardening don't bother with tomatoes you're gonna get two or three it's not gonna be worth it grow mustard greens and kale <laughs> okay All there right. we go and you basically in your utopian world you become kale. kale but i'm still like a person i walk around but i guess i'm yeah. green because i think the green helps with absorbing the sun wait are will are all our skin be green yeah that'd be nice well or whatever colors plants are you can be different shades there can still be racism <laughs> <laughs> don't worry <laughs> some people have nicer flowers growing out of their heads and everyone's like privilege. Uh, don't book them oh. <laughs> <laughs> getting political about yeah. toronto comedy anyways we're having a moment um yeah but uh so plant people although there i guess there is food i like eating <laughs> and i wouldn't yeah, want to stop drinking tea but Maybe I, you're like a plant that can eat Indian if you want food every now and then like a like a um what are they called uh like a pitcher plant or a venus fly, fly trap they can eat bugs 
But do they know they're eating? That's the weirdest thing, right? But they can. You could drop a roti in a pitcher plant. You can. Some of them eat full gerbils. But do they digest them? Yeah. I always thought it wasn't really eating it, but I didn't. Well, it's different. I just assumed. I didn't read about it. <laughs> no, they digest them. They have like all these acids that break them down and supplies all the nitrogen. It's you know, it's it's different than how we work. <laughs> <laughs> but they're doing it. Yeah, I can't eat a gerbil like a plant. No, um, you know what? Plants eat gerbils and you don't. So they got something on isn't you. Isn't that weird? Like yeah. Two plants well, eat they gerbils. Well, we- plants think we're weird how we keep gerbils and pet them. <gasps> you know what else would be cool? I don't know how, but you know how, do you know that like forests, uh, like <laughs> the, yeah. they talk to each other? <laughs> you know that, how, I don't know if anyone's around. Can you hear? Trees, trees talk to each other in the forest. They communicate with each other through their root system. So if there's like a forest fire in one part of the forest... They'll like send chemicals to the other parts and make tell the other trees there's a fire and the other trees will start like producing a chemical that's fire retardant. Are you serious? Yes. Where did you hear this? On uh, that uh, what's TV? that Art Bell show? <laughs> On TV. No, I don't. I think it was like an NPR documentary that I listened wow, to. Wow, that's really cool. So they communicate in this way. It would be cool if we could do that. Do you think that if we plants could are smarter sing. than us? I'm now I'm embarrassed about how I act in front of trees. <laughs> you know what? They're so much smarter and cooler than us. That, like we are nothing. We don't even matter. Like you could don't be embarrassed because they're totally not paying attention. You're so beneath them. Yeah, we're like ants to us. We're like dust mites. Like there are there are dust mites in this room. We don't see them. We don't care. We don't think about them. That's yeah. what we are to trees. And they're they're embarrassed about that. Yeah, like they're doing like we funny never things think in front about of us them. Right <laughs> okay, let me ask you a question now about this utopian world, which I really half like, except the food part scares me. <laughs> um, but you wouldn't care in this world, so don't be scared. Right. I would like you'd yeah. be into the sugar running down. I your would legs. not even know. <laughs> I would not even know about all. Yeah, constant sugar just dripping out of your. <laughs> I just pictured like green anus. people with like sugar stains on the crotch of their pants. Yeah, yeah, that's what I want. That's what I want. <laughs> like, oh, their pants are made from brain tanned hides. Oh my god! <laughs> Is there a government there? Uh, Who runs this place? No, no government. Everyone's good. They just understand. Yep. It's my utopia. So there no problems. But is there a business? Do people need yep. each other for for yep. wares and people stuff? trade goods and services? You still might specialize in what you do. I definitely want to be someone that travels, like a some some sort of itinerant uh, worker. Either like I could be like a field worker, or I'd be you know I think I'd be really good at being like um you know in the trade like spice trade goods and goods trades like uh, go to the coast get some. Salt cod, or maybe some ulekin. <laughs> take, Holy crap! Take it to the plains, people. <laughs> yeah, get some wheat. I don't know. You know. Get some but what corn. if they didn't want to trade? Uh, everyone does. Everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Any question that's difficult, I'm like, mm, that's in my. So there's no thieves or anything like that. No. No punishment for thieves. No, I just want to get rid of that because that's that's hard to think about and complicated to solve. So I don't want it. <laughs> that's fine is that, I like that. is that an okay answer of course it's my world that's hmm. not a problem everyone's good relationships yep <laughs> <laughs> yep they're there people do whatever they want and everything's everyone's happy about it so there's this weird some sort people of like... have sex with everyone but they only have sex with people who want it there's no raping so yeah. that actually is l- literally like a cliche utopian idea of like a human evolution is this 
just pure wave of understanding. Yeah, it's not possible, but it's what happens in my utopia. My no. utopia is all about being impossible yeah. and just being cool with it. I like it. <laughs> I know I haven't. Are we wearing <laughs> robes? <laughs> no, hides. Brain tanned hides. Oh, yeah, right. Everything's natural. And we know how to, and, and everyone knows how to do stuff for themselves. Yeah. You know, like. Do people have anger or freakouts at all? <laughs> we did talk about the berserkers. So. Well. You know what? Everyone's really nice. But if they're all like, oh, well, I'm about to be killed. Like, if they're all very nice and understanding, they're about to be killed. Wait, everyone's wonderful, except when they do these drugs and then they're <laughs> nightmares in the worst. But they're not thieves because they're, they're too out of control to be, to think about stealing stuff. Right. But like, no, all, like of your, all of your rage and bad feelings come out all at once in like the most out of control way. <laughs> <laughs> or you're really nice. Those are the two. That's a binary option. I like that. <laughs> I'm just thinking about people who are like not on the drugs and in their nice zone being like, oh, no, here comes a berserker. I was having such a good day. I got to get out of his way. But what I'm getting at is how emotionally invested do they get? In the to watching this berserker wreak havoc. Maybe that's the only entertainment. <laughs> They're just like, go, man, go. <laughs> the only entertainment is watching berserkers. It's like watching jazz, out. like in the fifties. They're like, blow, man. You gotta stay out of their way, though. So it's like it's like um, running with the bulls. It's like fun to watch, but you could get killed. <laughs> a berserker just flips a kid over his bed and like just keeps bites, running, bites his head off. <laughs> My kid, nah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. He's a he's a ghost now. He's gonna like help with whatever. <laughs> so whatever. He's still with me. He's a, ghost. a kid gets destroyed by a berserker, and everyone's like, "Yay!" Because they know the kid's gonna come back yeah, and like, like some oh, cool thing. Cool. I mean, he didn't learn as much about like joinery and tanning as we wanted, but this yeah. is actually more sci-fi than I realized. Is this sci-fi? Don't you think? No. Well, not sci-fi. I don't like but sci-fi. Like I a weird it. fantasy thing. Like it's because the. The way the humans function is just not related to how we are uh, by any means. Really? I think that's a lot like how we are. Oh, no? maybe you're right. Saturday night was like, I was on Bloor Street and Queen last night. Oh, and people like, seemed like berserkers. Berserkers me. and then wa- being watched by apathetic idiots. <laughs> Some weirdo like just screamed nice cardigan at me, which happens a lot. Screamed that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice cardigan! <laughs> it's like, you know when like young boys get drunk and then they... They jump up and hit signs? Yeah. That's a berserker move. (laughs) That's a real berserker (laughs) move. I've been a berserker. When you go on College (laughs) Street on like Friday or Saturday night, it's always young boys being like, whoa, look at this one. And it's so high. And and, like you can sit there and watch like 20, 30 guys in a row just hit the same, jump up and hit the same sign. And I'm like, what are they? This is a weird thing they're doing. Why is everyone doing that? Oh my God. I never questioned why I jumped <laughs> to hit a sign. But if you sit still and watch all the time. Everyone does this. It happens constantly. Like it's a it's it's a wonder those signs stay up. Chris, <laughs> it's a wonder we have any stop signs in this town. The signs if they had eyes they'd roll their eyes all the time. Oh God. Yeah, don't water me. <laughs> stop <laughs> hitting me. <laughs> I saw a lot of people peeing on things on main streets last night too. Berserker move. Okay, wait, where do you live? Um, want my address? Should I say that on the podcast? <laughs> no. I live at Queen... How far are you from the comedy bar? Because this is people I live at Queen and Ronsi, but I was at Bad Dog last night. So, so do I you was walk like, home a lot? Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. You're going to see the berserkers. <laughs> and I yeah. take main streets now because I used to take side streets because I liked it. But, but then, a, then a guy grabbed me once and tried to... serious? And said, uh, and he said, uh, want to give me a blowjob? And I said, No. And they let me go, but I felt really lucky. He was just a fucked up guy, oh, but I was a nice like, guy. 
I mean, he asked. He respected you saying no. He understands consent. Yeah. He just should have asked if he could grab you first. <laughs> yeah, don't... Could I grab you? He was, no? like, really messed up. But anyway, after That's that... That's scary. It's super scary. That's very, very scary. I shouldn't even joke about that. But well, I... Well, but also, like, I have this, um... I have, like, a false sense of security. Because I'm... For those who don't know me, I'm five foot ten. I'm not a, I'm not a small Yeah, you're taller person. than me. I'm five nine. Yeah. And I wear heels, so I can get up to like six feet, six feet one. So I feel like no one's gonna fuck with me. But on a dark street, all alone, of course they could. I'm not strong. Yeah, there are men that size and more, and little strong. wiry guys who got a bad idea, got a bad plan for the night. Jeez, I can't. A lot of, a lot of well, berserkers out there. You know what? Um, but in my world, if that guy grabbed me and he was a berserker, then <clears throat> cut my throat. Cool. I'm a. I'm in the spirit world now. I oh yeah. You should have said that to him. <laughs> hey, buddy, I'm not going to suck your dick, but if you want to cut my throat, I don't care because I'm just going to be a ghost. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like super high, like, what? He's like, can you kill me then? Can you go away? <laughs> <laughs> You're too much. You're harsh and mellow. Let's do a suicide pact. Imagine a guy grabbed you on the street and said, suicide pact? <laughs> That'd be interesting. That'd be a weird Halloween. When I was 21-ish, uh... A guy in the middle of the night tried to get me to, in his car. I was uh, way smaller. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. And uh, I don't see. I don't want. These and so people then he, I finally talked him out of it, and he took off. And even though it was like three blocks straight to get to my house, I did the whole weaving through neighborhoods behind the main street just to stay off of that area. So it Ooh. took me like, you know, where was this in? Oh, Etobicoke? Keel Street in Toronto. Ooh. Yeah, that street was weird for me. I lived there. It was the first place I lived by myself, all alone. And I saw a woman get hit uh, by a bus and die. <gasps> and then a, a man oh, tried no. to get me in his car one night. Did so, he like, physically try to shove you in his car or try to trick you in there? Trick me. Verbally. with uh, <laughs> <laughs> What trick did he use? Want to see something cool? Um, do you want to go to McDonald's? No. <laughs> It was, it was you, sort of like that. Do you like Big Macs? <clears throat> no, he asked me directions, and then I was like, um, yeah, it's just straight up that way. And he's like, well, where are you going? And I'm like, I'm just going the same way. I, I live near there. And he's like, well, get in. I'll give you a ride. Like that kind of thing. And I was like, no. no. <laughs> I was like, I like walking outside, you know? And he was like, just get in. It's Don't be silly. I'll give you a ride. Come on. And like, yeah, he just was persistent in that way. It wasn't like... It wasn't like uh, a good. It wouldn't make a good episode of Law and Order or anything. What if he took you? What if he did just take you to McDonald's and bought you a burger? Then was like, "Well, have a good night." Yeah, you got, you might have missed out. Dong dong. <laughs> <laughs> bum bum. <laughs> Appellate court session twenty nine. That'd be weird if they made like an anti crime primetime TV show where like people. Everything turns out well. People the, do really risky things yeah, and everything's fine. <laughs> the first half of the episode is really dark and scary. And then the second half is them explaining how it turned out all right. <laughs> you had to show to kids. The guy's a really nice guy. He bought me so much McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. Does he bother you anymore? No, i never seen him since. i never seen him since. Just a nice guy that I met. Bought me some Mickey D's. <laughs> dung, dung. I used to pick up hitchhikers a lot, too. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, mostly in the city just kidding <laughs> <laughs> i've tried to hitchhike in the city like in montreal i got totally stranded in a snowstorm and nobody would pick me up and i was so bummed out yeah i was like trapped in the middle of nowhere with like buses not running 
It was horrible. Wow. And there weren't any cabs around. I hated it. Anyway. Isn't that weird? I hitchhiked a couple of times. Well, I used to... I used to hitchhike, like, the island where my dad lives, you can still hitchhike. Yeah. Because, like, I guess someone could kill you, but it's an island. You can't get off. Bob killed her? Like, they all know each other. Bob. Which Bob? There's actually a bunch of Bobs. One of them is called Tree Bob, because he likes trees. (laughs) Was it Tree Bob? No. No, Tree Bob's just pruning that tree. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Um, That's Tree Bob. Also, when I lived in California, there was a lot of hitchhiking in the area that I lived, and, um... I picked up I picked up a whole family who were, had poison oak. Did you get it? No, no. They just were like, they were camping and they didn't have a car and they had to get into like the nearby town and oh it was like little God. rashy kids. I felt so bad. They take so a cab bad. to the campground? I don't know how they got there. You Maybe never brought there. that up? They, they had enough on their minds. They had rashy kids. So unhappy looking children. Oh. You know. So they were covered. Oh, yeah. You saw it? Well, it was all over their faces, and uh, I imagine it was all over everywhere. Because like, it's an oil, it gets all over you. I don't know why we're talking about this. <laughs> There's no fucking poison oak in my utopia. I know. We kind of like wrapped it up, long. and then we started just talking about real things. Well, we can, you can end it early. I like this, though. I like that the people got, like getting to know you and uh, figuring out why you want your utopian world to be the way it is. I think there we've, you go. we've learned a lot. I think you should research all the interesting things that came up in this. Look up berserkers and... Are you talking to me or the people listening? Both. Olive. I agree. Olive. (laughs) Olive the other reindeer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Chris, this was super fun. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Do you want to summarize it just for a second? Well, we didn't really cover that much. It's just really gigantic. I get to travel around. We talked a lot about death. People usually die from (laughs) hallucinogenic drug overdoses or impaling themselves or or accidentally getting drawn and quartered in their sleep. (laughs) (laughs) That one I really like. (laughs) Um, yeah. Nobody eats. We're kind of plant people. We wear tan hides, and we're we all, have we have all... sugar running down our thighs all the time. <laughs> Everyone's cool with it. I didn't. Yeah. It would be cool. There's like, a barter system that everyone agrees with. If you have sugar running down your thighs, animals come up because they're still mammals. They they're mm. always licking your legs clean. Yeah. <laughs> didn't talk about symbiotic that relationship. Yeah. Buffaloes are still around. Oh God, the buffalo, the wild grasses. I would like to say, on top of all that summary, that. A lot of your ideas and the digressions we did take in this podcast, you are a traveling person that has a good knowledge of all these different places you've been to. I like to travel. It's good. We've got a big, and beautiful world out there, people. I think you applied that there, to people. your utopia. We should all see the world because we've only got 50 years left and then we're done. Yeah. <laughs> the fish will all be gone. It's all going to be over. See it now. Do you think the thing will be, we'll end it with this deep thought. Do you think the world will be that thing where we get? Uh, dusted off of it and yeah. we're done but the world will survive yeah i think we're gonna take a lot of animals with us but then some will survive hey let's end on this there are trees that are like five thousand years old they're the oldest organic living things on earth and when we fuck up the world they're still gonna be alive whoa so really tree power my next guest should be a tree <laughs> I hope it's as long a podcast with that tree. <laughs> uh, that was so much fun. Yeah, I loved it. Thanks for having You're me You're the on. best. Thanks for coming on. Bye. Bye. Hey, there we go. All right. That was Becky Johnson. Becky, you're the best. Thanks again for coming on. Uh, so much fun. Guys, uh, keep an eye out for her touring around um, with the Sufferettes. Or even if you're in Toronto, catch her doing improv or something. She's so funny and brilliant, as you could tell from the podcast. Also... Follow her on Twitter 
at Johnson Becky. Okay, just her name Switcherood. That's it. John at Johnson Becky, and Wolfman. Jesus, calm down. You're eating like a pig. Can you hear that? It's so loud. Listen. Do you hear those noises? That's my cat eating. Anyways, follow us at Utopia to Me. And follow me at Chris Locke Fun because I'm always telling you funny stuff on there. And I'm also talking about my own stand-up shows. And I'm going to be touring around and doing lots of stuff. I think actually when this comes out, I will be a week away from my mini tour in Montreal, Ottawa, and Waterloo. And then after that, I'm going to Calgary for Sled Island. And we're going to do a live Utopia to Me there. So all kinds of stuff that you should keep an eye out for. Uh, yeah, but that's it. Thanks again, Becky. Thanks again, you guys. You're the best. Love you. And go out there and just do the moonwalk, man. Who cares? Pull your pants down. Do the moonwalk backwards into a lake. You know what I mean? Summer's almost here. Thanks. Thank you.